This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I title this Leaky Black. See what I did there? Yeah. Hurricanes wearing their black uniforms at home Uh, all days except Sundays when they wear their red. And they were leaky last night. There is no way on this earth that the Hurricanes should have lost last night's game. There's no way on this earth that they should have ended up in overtime last night. None. They dominated the game. They dominated from the first shift to the end. They dominated the game. If I took you to PNC Arena for last night's game, and I allowed you to watch the entire game, and the only thing you couldn't see were the two goals at either end of the ice. Like, you had an obstructed view. There was a big, like, pillar in in between your line of vision and both goals. You would have thought the Hurricanes would have absolutely run away with that game. And they lost 5-4 in overtime. I, there's just no way to get around how much better Carolina was than the Islanders. The head coach is equally bewildered. I love the way we played. Every, every part of that game was solid. Everybody was solid, did their jobs. Um, tons of scoring opportunities, three or four goal posts. It's just, and we still scored four. So, I mean, it was... We limited what they were doing. That's the, the beauty of it. I mean, yeah, we had it. You don't want to turn a puck over on the power play there, but all the other entries we waltzed in. You know, penalty kill, we did a great job. We got one flipper in and tipped it and went in. You know, like you, you can't you can't do much better than that. So, really happy with the group. We fought right to the end. You know, we'll we'll um, if we can play like that, we're gonna be in good shape. Uh, yeah, they played great. Um, it's actually the second time in the last three home games in which they absolutely stifled the opposition and lost. When Tampa scored eight, they only had 14 shots on goal. That's never been done before, ever. The Islanders scored five on 16 shots on goal. I can't wrap my head around that, except that I think we all know the problem, right? We all know the problem. The problem for the Hurricanes are the goalies. That's the problem. Real quick, back to statistical evidence to Rod Brindamore's point. Hurricanes had a 43-16 to edge in shots on goal. They had a 96-39 to edge in shot attempts. What? 96 to 39 in attempts. The Islanders outscored the Hurricanes 2-1 in the second period. They did not have their first shot attempt. This is not on goal. This is not a shot that's blocked. This is a shot attempt. They didn't have one of those in the second period until 11 and a half minutes were played. They didn't have the puck. Hurricanes had the puck all night long. But Carolina's goaltending was abysmal last night. 
I can make the argument that Pyotr Kachetkov should have had at least three of the goals. Should have had three goals of of those three. You want to give him the last one because it's a one-timer from relative, you know, close range. It's basically at the left face-off circle on a two-on-one play uh, or a give-and-go play with Noah Dobson and Matt Barzell. You want to say, all right, yeah, we'll give him a pass on that. Fine. You want to give him the pass on the power play goal that Kyle Palmieri scored on a deflection from really just a high flip. You know, just a, a, a chest high, maybe a little bit lower than that, wrist shot that you could you should have seen the entire way. You want to give him a pass on that one because it was deflected down and then kind of just found its way through like water finds its way through a crack? All right, I'll give you that. But feel free to stop the other three, in my opinion. And that's the problem with the Hurricanes. Expected goals last night was Carolina 4-2. Carolina got there four. They did. The Islanders, according to expected goals, were supposed to get two. They got five. Hmm. So I brought, the, I brought this up on the Canes Corner podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. We do it live on YouTube on the Canes Corner podcast page on YouTube. Feel free to like and subscribe and rate and do all of that kind of stuff. Goal saved above average is a statistical measure of how good your goaltending is in relation to the rest of the league. Last year, Carolina was basically league average. It was a slight, slightly above league average, but basically that's what they were. The year before, they were significantly above league average, and Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta won the Jennings Trophy as the best goalie tandem in the league. The year before that, the pandemic, goofy Central Division days, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, James Reimer, and Peter Morozik uh, were also significantly above league average as a trio. The two previous years, Carolina was basically league average, maybe a little above. This year, the Hurricanes have the second worst goaltending in the sport. Only Edmonton's is worse. And we saw that up close a week ago. That we did. Right? We saw that up close a week ago. And it really, I didn't even blame their goaltending as much as I blamed their awful defense. Well, yeah. Last night was not on Carolina's defense. Did Carolina make mistakes? Yep, they did. Seth Jarvis owned two of the mistakes last night in the postgame. Uh, he gave the puck away on the power play. You heard Rod Brindamore reference that. And he also turned the puck over that ended up being the game-winning goal in overtime. But turnovers happen. Mistakes happen. Your goaltenders are there to bail you out of them. And Pyotr Kachetkov just didn't last night. And frankly, Carolina's goaltending right now, in that stat I mentioned, goal saved above average. If Carolina could just be zero, that would be fine. They are, through 22 games, minus 16 and a half. I can't even fathom that number, and the Hurricanes are still in a playoff position. That's basically they're giving up almost one more goal per game than they're supposed to be. Yep, that's exactly right. It's staggeringly bad. So, 
Final thought on this. We'll talk about this more with Luke DeCock in a little bit. How long until... Because there's no way they don't realize this as well. There's no possible way that the front office, Rod Brindamore, watch these games and go, all we need is solid. We don't need great. We need decent goaltending. You see league average goaltending. And we're not getting it right now. There's no way they can look at it and say, okay, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. That is a leap of faith. Maybe they wait long enough until they're out of a playoff spot. But, heck, that could happen on the road trip coming up mm-hmm. where they're playing, what, six in a row away from home, four in Western Canada, and then they finish the road trip with Ottawa and Detroit. So what are they going to do about it? Because there are no internal solutions. Freddie Anderson isn't coming back anytime soon. In my opinion, Kachetkov is either not yet ready to be a, 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 a starting NHL goaltender or he's not that good, just flat out. If we give him the benefit of the doubt and just say he's not ready, okay, who is? We know that Auntie Ranta can't play on a regular basis. He can't play. He can't be your number one. He, was, he will not hold up. I love Auntie, and he hasn't been great either, by the way. But... I trust him more than I trust Kachekov at this point, and that is a problem. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on, or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money, and then we meet every year to and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Football might even come up with our friend Luke DeCock of the News and Observer, but we're going to get to football on ice first the esteemed columnist for the news and observer a nominee by the way for the uh, north carolina sports writer of the year uh i wish you well sir as and you as well adam yeah. for north carolina sportscaster of the year clerical error in uh in my favor it's like a, it's one of those monopoly cards you turn over um you and i were both there at pnc arena last night um, can it simply be said that the reason for the loss was poor goaltending? Uh, I don't know that it can simply be said because they did make, despite playing an absolutely dominating game, they made some absolutely glaring errors yeah, they did. That, that opened the door for bad goaltending to cost them the game. But I don't think there's any doubt you put up that many shots and you allow 16 shots in the NHL and you score four goals your goaltending has to be good enough to win that game, period, end of story. The math just doesn't work otherwise. And the Hurricanes have lost that game. I think what people are reacting to when they're trying to defend Peter Kachekov, and look, you know, he's had good games. This was a bad night, um, is the Hurricanes lost that game a zillion times over the last five years, three to two, where they would have 78 scoring chances right. <laughs> and score two goals and give up three and lose. That's not what happened last night. Yep. They scored enough goals to win, even though the power play was terrible and they gave up a shorthanded goal. It doesn't matter. You score four goals and you give up 16 shots. You give up four shot attempts in the second period and two of those go in. You can't win in the NHL that way. 
And the problem is, Peter Kachekov's a young goalie. You don't really know what you're going to get with him. Um, it's it's not that he's a bad goalie. It's just that he's young and he's erratic and he's figuring things out. That's fine if he's playing 20 games and Freddie Anderson's playing 60 games. But now you've got Auntie Ranta where, you know, there's not a ton of tread left on those tires. Mm-mm. He's been up and down too, especially to start the year. He's played great at other times. And who knows how long Freddie's going to be out because with a blood clotting disorder, you can't fly him when he's at risk of getting a clot. You can't put him on the ice while he's dialing in his meds and he gets cut by a skate blade blade and bleeds out. You have to have that right before you can do either of those things. That's going to take a while. That's dialing in medications. It's a lot of blood testing. and, Mm -hmm. and, And, you know, there's some clotting disorders in my family. I know how that works. That's hard. Um, So it's got to get figured out. I think they've reached the point, though, where if this doesn't get better and there's still a couple months here, they absolutely have to be thinking about adding a goalie at the trade deadline and laying that groundwork now because this is a Stanley Cup contender that is not getting Stanley Cup goaltending. I don't think you can wait. <laughs> I mean, they're fortunate right now that I mean, they're, they're goaltending. The only team in the league that has had worse goaltending is Edmonton. And part of Edmonton's problem is that their defense is awful. That's not the problem for Carolina. Their defense, their defensive pairings have solidified. They're not allowing the gong show uh, of chances that they allowed the first, you know, seven, eight, nine games of the season. That's gotten ironed out. And Adam, I just, this is something you and I have never really talked about, but do you think that has anything to do with the third pairing getting sorted out? Uh, You know what? We, uh, how can you and that's like malpractice, Luke. That we haven't discussed this for like five straight weeks. or uh, That we were <laughs> telling them to do this from October right. 1st, and they did it, and it works. I'll say this, too, as long as we're on you know things that you and I are way smarter about than we should be. Um, Marty Natchez, fourth line, Marty Natchez, maybe the best Marty Natchez. Yeah, he was he was good last night. Now, he was great. can, can I just say that um, I wouldn't wait. I would be exploring this now since, we, since Freddie Anderson is the uncertainty here. We have no idea when Freddie will be back. Also, if we're being honest, Freddie was just okay at the start of the year, so it would be more of a leap of faith that Anderson comes back and he looks like the Anderson of last year's playoffs or two years ago's regular season. We know they can't rely day in and day out on Ronta, and I don't think you can leave a Stanley Cup contender up to uh, a young goaltender who has not proven he can be. Well, last year, for 15 straight games, he was amazing. Incredible uh, heater. Right? But we haven't seen that since December 20th of last year. We get, and, and look, right? he's going to be fine, right? Like, or has, okay, I, he should be fine. I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't share the same confidence, but I will admit, and Dennis and I were talking about this before the show, I admit to being scarred by last night. Yeah, no, I, I mean, last it, well, night was really not, bad. It's not the day to discuss it. I'll, I'll be the contrarian <laughs> here and say I still think, just okay. last night aside, Piotr Kachekov still has a bright future. It's way, even okay. if he doesn't, it's way too early to make that call. Uh, that said, I, you know, you might be right. I, I would wait to the deadline just because I think it gives you more flexibility in who you can add from a salary sp- perspective. But look, if you think you want to go get. You know, the options aren't great right now. I mean, Jake Allen doesn't really get my blood boiling. Um, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury with what's going on in Minnesota, but, you know, they, he's not exactly been on the top of his game. I mean, yeah. I, there are guys out there now who don't get me going that much. Maybe Elvis Merz Lickens. 
Um, I think if you wait till the deadline and some teams kind of fall off the map, you know, if the Islanders are out of the playoffs, they got two goalies who are pretty good. Yeah, I love Varlamov, but Varlamov doesn't want to leave Sorokin. No, I get it. They're but like Siamese. At, at certain points, things happen that make those decisions for you. Yeah, I mean, but Varlamov re-upped for a reason. No, I get it. Simeon could have gone somewhere and been a starter. He wanted to stay. I get it. So. But things change when you don't make the playoffs. That's a that's a team that expects to be in the playoffs. So, that, that But my point is, there's maybe other situations like that around the league if you wait. I think if you jump now, you're restricting the pool of goalies you could choose from. Although I don't disagree with you that they could use a goaltending upgrade right now as long as Friday's out. Because here's the other thing, and this is why I would make the move now. Like, they're playing well enough to have been stringing together a lot of wins. 100%. Ever and, since Jordan Stahl's come to Jesus talk, they have gotten back on the horse. Yeah, by the way, he should cut his hair before every game. Every game. <laughs> Re reverse Sansom stuff there, man. That I, was wild. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't have two. It was a great save by, by Varlamov that yeah, denied kinda, Stahl. He, he muffined that one a little bit. He admitted it yeah. afterwards. But yeah, but, it, you know, but Varlamov still had to get all the way over to get it. He sure did. He so, sure did. Yeah, he didn't. Stahl, if, he, if Stahl got all of it, it's a goal. Nobody gets it. But the fact that he got over uh, is just incredible. You know uh, what, Adam? It's almost like goaltending matters. <laughs> it, it does. Like, I, I don't even hate the chances that they took because Freddie was so good in the playoffs last year that it made yeah. sense to if if you could work it out financially and he took less money to come back. Yeah, uh, it all made I, I don't I don't there's no second guessing here. This yeah. is just the way it's worked out. It yeah, it it really hasn't, but I mean it the numbers are staggeringly bad so through bad. uh and, through and, and honestly last night Adam I hate to, I hate to say this, but I I can't I'm not going to sit here and lie to people. Watching Kachekov play as small as he did mm -hmm. and hedge passes and do all yep. these awful things. I was having Scott Darling flashbacks. Ooh. All we were missing was the whiffed glove save, <laughs> and it would have been like a Scott Darling greatest oh. hits reel. That was that was the worst goal I've ever seen allowed. The the worst goal I've ever seen allowed. The the Scott Darling couldn't it's a fair catch. Fair like just catch. come on, yeah, just punch, just catch the puck. Punt. And it a was punt. and it was against the Rangers too, which makes it even worse. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.